I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Celtic Now and for our podcast. My name is Ryan Clifford. Join me this week is John Clifford, and it's another disappointing defeat. But again, it's not from Celtic, John. It's from Scotland. Um, there's a lot of anticipation for the game today. Obviously, first time at a tournament in a long time. Um, a lot of expectation. And again, somewhat Celtic, it's glorious failure for Scotland. Um, but what was your first thoughts after the game? Do you want to be a disappointing result? Um, disappointing result. But personally speaking, it's, it's what I expected. Scotland, if they were going to score it, maybe just one goal. Um, but a couple of mistakes at the end of the day that killed him, wasn't it? Aye, because I missed the queries after the game and kind of dissectation was from obviously the team selection. Um, there was a few players who maybe should be playing and maybe players who shouldn't be playing. Um, and obviously Steve Clark went with fine trusted. A wee bit playing with guys like O'Donnell and stuff. And for me, John, I, again, I think maybe O'Donnell's a bit of a weak link on that side. Um, Again, if we can talk about formations and players, but in the day, the manager can only put the team in the park, but in the day, the players have got to do the duty on the park. Um, I, but I certainly find, and maybe I agree with yourself, Stephen O'Donnell's no up here. Uh, I, I don't know who else can actually play right back for Scotland. Um, or wing back in a, a 3-5-2, whatever it is, 5-3-2. Whatever, whatever formation he plays. Um, certainly no a Stephen O'Donnell fan, I'll tell you that. I just slaughtered him the whole game, to be honest with you. <laughs> to be fair, I think it's a lot of fans for the same, John. It's, we did kind of expect him to play because I think Steve Clark was, for what I'm going by social media, it's the Pals Act. Um, some players who shouldn't be there have been playing. Um, again, a lot of Celtic fans obviously know Jack Hendry have been talking about but we keep Hendry and I've always says no. Um, I've seen him enough to say that he shouldn't be playing for Celtic. And then again, the, today for me, proved why whoever it is, if you Celtic and the board are right to let him go. After watching Jack Henry today, I think Celtic's lucky to get one and a half million from him, to be honest. Um, talking that team, maybe selling him on already for a, a huge profit, but good luck for him. But I certainly don't think he's ever been good enough for Celtic. And I don't think he ever will be, to be honest with you. No, but I think I agree with you. I think a lot of fans will agree. Um, and obviously, 
first kind of first few minutes we start in the front foot, you're thinking, right, this is looking okay. Robertson was doing well down the line and we did create a few chances in the match, but mainly the first chance was Robertson and maybe a guy has quality. I know he's not a striker, but a guy has quality really should be doing better from that from that way out. Aye, definitely. Yeah, it's a great position he was in. Before he was just going to sort it all um, in the near post, but um, he actually had to stay to the goalkeeper, didn't he? It was a comfortable save. But Scotland did start well with the front foot, but to be honest with you, um, I, I would have just started with the two up top. The boy Adams came on at half time and I thought he'd done really, really well. I would have just went, I would have just went for it. Because you've nothing to lose. Scotland always fail in these tournaments. They've never progressed through the group stages of a major, so why not just go for it? I think that was the thing most fans were crying out for, just play two up front, go for it, try and get the three points, because we know it's got a hard game against England. So for me, it's the same. It goes in hand-to-hand with Celtic. For me, it just reminded me of Neil Lennon's tactic at Celtic. Um, defensive, in a way, when you're playing one up front and you really try to go for a game and get three points. And you've seen the difference when Adam comes on. For me, the guy, I think the guy's a really good player. He's a powerhouse for me. He holds the ball up, he links well. And because Steve Clark's, you know, his opinions after the game all night and the family, he says that the two of them worked well together. So why you just not play them again then if it worked well the other night? Um, again, you've ended the game with a lot of optimism, a lot of expectation to try and get a result. And as we kind of spoke about after the game, it, it does put a wee bit of a damn, a damn squib on the not a damn squib, but a bit of a damper on the next two games because knowing they've got to do the hard way now instead of maybe getting a point or three points and it gives you a bit of comfort and go to England game where you might not need to win the game. But now, if you want to really qualify, you maybe need to win by maybe two goals if you want to try and top the group. Uh, I, I think Scotland need four points in the next two games, which... It's an uphill battle. I think it'll be very, very difficult. I've seen what Dan Fletcher on the telly saying, oh, we can beat England. And I understand he's, he's in the media and he's trying to be positive. And he's like a coach or whatever now. And that. Uh, I, I just can't see Spoken getting anywhere near him, to be honest with you. I just don't think they're good enough. Whereas I don't think England's any an absolutely fantastic team, but I think they're much better Scotland. I think it's just, I think it's more your heart rules your head in these things. I think with optimism, I will go and do this, we'll do that. It's, it's, it's somewhat again hand in hand. When the Celtic go to teams abroad, I will, we'll, do, we'll do this, we'll get a good result. And realistically, it's always going to be a hard, hard game. And I don't think it will be a hard game. But you know, the, the day's game, I thought again, the first goal for the Czechs, I know it was a very good header from obviously the guy that we spoke about. Patrick Sheck, 40 million. And you sign a guy of that quality, obviously, Roma signed him for the 40 million pound or whatever it is. Um, when you've got a guy like that in your artillery and your team, it's very, very it's very hard to cope with a guy like that quality when you've got guys, no disrespect to the guys you've got, but guys are no point at that level. Aye, that's what 40 million gets you, didn't it? But I'd, I'd say to you during the game, um, that guy has scored. With 12 goals or something for his country now. Scotland's lucky if the whole team's got that between them. Scotland don't score a lot of goals. They never have, really. I'm just disappointed. and just I would just go for it. You're, 
I think people would accept going for it and having a right go and getting beat rather than just defensive, playing five in the middle, whatever, five across the back. I, I, I don't think it's very nice to watch. No, it's not nice at all. Um, especially when you've got, as we said, the guy Adams and you had, you've got Fraser, Forrest, like you had McGregor on the bench, Tumble, Dumbo, you've got these creative players on the bench and then you've kind of went defensive. I know we did start on the front foot, but the goal again, it was, it was a very, very poor mistake, my, and no poor mistake, a poor, poor piece of defending. I know it was a very good header, but again, they've got to stop the cross and again, it's just typical Scotland. We just, we just can't deal with, for me, defensive balls. I think well, defence is where it lets us down. Um, I think up front we're okay when we get the ball there. Midfield, we're relatively okay, but defence, I did say, was my big worry into this tournament and I think it's it's already starting to, to show that it has got to be a downfall. I'm uh, sitting watching it. The ball get played into the box and it get cleared and what, get higher, get out. And he didn't, he just stayed in. It's made it easy for the guy to cross it. Good cross, great header, good goal for them. But as you say, defensively, after the three guys that are playing at the back, uh, I wasn't comfortable with them whatsoever. And I'm, get, I'm guessing as well, it didn't help the fact that Kieran Tierney uh, wasn't playing well. I know that with him playing at the back, it would have made it a bit more comfortable and it might have actually made Robertson have a lot more lashes to go forward and have to tap back and defend. And we know that they two work well together. Um, again, it's just typical that we're looking forward to this tournament and then one of your best players gets injured. And again, it puts a bit of damper because you know that you're not going to be as fully equipped with him at the back. Well, he's definitely a big player for Scotland. He's he's got a call an international class player. Mm-hmm. He definitely plays in that company. He's definitely good enough. But they were talking about him and Lincoln with Robertson really well. And it must have been a big blow for Clark when he's got injured because I think it was a probably a major major part of Scotland's game is probably going to be doing that side. Um, so he must have been really disappointed. And I don't know what injuries go over. I don't know if he's available for the England game, but I'm sure he'll be doing everything they can to get him on the park. I think it's a must for me that he plays. Um, I'm getting, plus we all know, dearly from Celtic, that the bad boy will do anything to play. If it, if it means he's having to get injections or stratum, whatever it is he's got to do, I'm sure that boy will do everything he can. Um, and obviously the second goal... People are blaming Hendy, people are blaming Marshall. It's a lot of... For me, it's... I'm blaming the two of them, nobody. Um, I seen it as soon as it happened. I was like, why is he hitting a shot for 25, 30 yards? He's a centre-back. You've got an easy ball out wide, an easy ball out wide there or in the middle. And for me, decision-making, again, at the highest level, it proves you... We've seen it with Celtic. Celtic don't do it at the highest level. Cost them. Scotland today didn't do it at the highest level. It costs us... Um, Hendy for me just should be playing a simple pass and again maybe that's reasons why maybe again he would point Celtic decision make at the highest level and um again Marshall's got to do better his position was was really it was really poor. But you look back at the game and you look back at all these memes now that have been made about him already. Um decision making again at a level that goalkeeper's got to be a lot better, John. Uh firstly, Jack Henry, I decision making was a poor decision. Probably because he scored against Holland. 
if he just on the edge of the box or that, he's probably went off. I'm having a go here. The thing is, that was only at the start of the second half. Scotland won the desperate for an equaliser. Still got 40 minutes to go. Why is David Marshall playing so high with 40 minutes to go? We're no desperate for a goal. Um, I thought it was a really poor decision by Marshall. No goalie coach by any way or means, but to be 40 yards out, I think it's far too much. Maybe 18, 22 yards would have been suffice for that, but do you say decision making at the highest level is going to kill you? And I think maybe that's a lot of people were critical saying that maybe it's, he's got to play certain players and guys who have maybe been there. And that was a big, that was a big thing at the start of this tournament that people were saying, I know Cal McGregor did the best of two, uh, best of seasons and blah blah. But guys like him have been through it with Celtic at the highest level in Europe. They've won trophies and won mentality. I know guys are talking about Billy Gilmore and blah, 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 but the guys only played five games for Chelsea or something this season. It's not like he's been a, a star for Chelsea. Um, Tumble, he starts off through the roof. I think, I think it was him and Barisic in the Premier League. So for me, a guy like Tumble, go to the point, you could, you could put in Gilmore, but for me, I thought McGregor was going to be playing um, in the middle of the park and he might have put McTominay back in the centre-back if that was the case, but... Again, Steve Clark, he's got himself a hero. He's hero within a few weeks because the fans are going to be on his back now because of the days. Basically, team selection, culture, basically, current performance right away. Aye, absolutely. Was, we were watching some media. We watched, they, they were actually trying to get like, Craig Gordon. They thought Craig Gordon should have started. Um, I don't know about you, I think. The three goalkeepers at early, Scotland's best goalkeeper. Um, David Mars was playing a team that nearly get relegated. You can't be confident in a team like that. Always the amount of goals Derby did. The Rangers number two. He's number two for a reason. And Craig Gordon, who Bill all means looked as if he'd seen a good bit of hearts on the TV this season. He looked as if he'd a great season. I Gordon had a great season for Hearts, and let's be honest, he, he probably should have still been at Celtic. Um, in my opinion, I, I'd have still kept him at Celtic, and I think he's a, if he stayed at Celtic, he could have been Celtic, Celtic number one this season. So for me, the guy's still a top goalkeeper, um, and for me, I think the guy should be playing through the rest of the tournament. I know Steve Clark comes out after the game and says that he wouldn't criticise Marshall, but it's, it's very hard not to criticise him when your position is there. When I know we all like a sweeper keeper, but that's basically playing like a defensive mid. And for me, it's again, you don't want to be too critical because it's the first game and it's the first tournament in a long time and there was a lot of hype. But when you look through the game, I know we had a lot of chances, but as Andy Robertson says, the captain, we did play well, but at the highest level, you've got to take your chances and they had the quality and took their chances. I definitely. I was actually surprised at the chances that Scotland created. But... To be honest, we don't, they're not playing against many fucking Europe's elite, are they? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a game, Scott, maybe. No, me personally, I don't think they were a win, but I think most people would have thought they would have got a draw at least, including yourself, who threw went to the bookies like an idiot, you know. <laughs> um, as I said, I said to you, I think Scotland have only scored one goal in a few games because. They don't score a lot of goals. We've no, we've no got an out-and-out goal scorer up top. 
And I heard that, was it Rob McLean, the telly today? Uh, the video went to Lee Griffiths sitting in the stand and he went there, Lee Griffiths scored a few goals for Scotland sitting in the stand. I was like, no, mate, he's actually only scored four goals for Scotland. So get your facts right. Lee Griffiths isn't the answer. I think you think he may be Scotland's best option, but he's only scored four goals for Scotland and he's 30-year-old. So, doesn't he lie? You know, the facts don't lie. No, I think, but I think personally, Griffiths would be kicking himself because there was a big chance for him to come and be the number one striker um, if he was obviously playing with Celtic. But, again, it's missed chances for me. I think that's the biggest thing. It's, I know we can worry about team selection, but, Steve, in the day, Steve Clark and John Carver and Steve Reid can't score goals or they can't defend. So, it's the guys in the park has in the day, it's going to be the be on end all with them. Um, obviously, John, next two games, England and Croatia. England, for me, you've just got to go for it. If it means going to turn up front and exposing yourself, I was just going to do it because I don't think we're good enough to counter-attack England um, and just try and get my break and get a wee goal. So, for me, I would just maybe change a bit of the team, but it's going to be either Adams and Thanks or somebody supporting Adams, but for me, I've got to have two up front um, and just try and go for it and try and get a few goals if we can, that is. Aye, but it's imperative that Tierney plays without a shadow of a doubt. Um, as I say, he's a, he's a really big player for Scotland. Um, the thing is, he can play in a few different positions as well. If, if you're going to change personnel or formation, he's ideal. He's good enough to play multiple positions. He's credit. He's a big player for Scotland. He's got to play. If fit, you know he's going to be playing. But it's just the formation and the team selection that's that most media and people like ourselves will be thinking about the next few days. Is he going to stick with O'Donnell? Henry? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I thought, I thought Grant Hanley done enough to play the next game. Cooper, I don't know many caps the boys go up, but I know he's playing top level with uh, Leeds and he has done for a few seasons, but he looked comfortable, but um, I don't know if he's the answer there either, but definitely no Jack Henry for me anyway, I'll tell you that. I think that's the thing about Scotland, it's, you've got a lot of options everywhere, apart from really the back line. The back line is really the, the downfall, I think, and again, it is somewhat Celtics. It's been Celtics' downfall all season, and I think it's for me, it's been Scotland's downfall for a long time. They've not had a solid two centre-back pairing for a long time that's been consistently playing at the highest level and playing well, and on the mirror side of that, you look at England, and they're, they're our top players. Mason play at the highest level consistently every week, and they win trophies, so it will be a very hard game. Um, again, join notes. I know you might predict a defeat, but what would your prediction be? I'm going to nothing. I'm going to go for it just because I'm going to London. I'm going to say one 0 Scotland and go for it. <laughs> 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 nah, I think realistically it's going to be a hard game. Um, I think you would just try and maybe take a draw if you can, but if you can get a win, fantastic. Because he's a country about a left into the last kind of game, but. Again, we'll just need to see what, again the team selection and obviously how how the game unfolds. But again, thanks for your time, John, and hopefully we're back again celebrating a victory against our old arch enemy. Cheers, John. Hey, cheers, Ryan. 
Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.